0: In 2005, Cha Sa-soon, a 69-year-old South Korean woman, took her driving test. She dreamed of getting her driver's license, and it felt like a reach from her remote mountain village of Wanju. Now she decided that she was going to get her driver's license, but what she didn't expect was that she'd set a record along the way. On that fateful day in April 2005, Ms. Cha took the driving test, but she didn't pass. The next day she went back, took it again and she failed again. 5 more days she failed the driving test 5 more times. 10 more days still she didn't pass. But every single day, 5 days a week, she went back to take the test again. She repeated this process 5 days a week on and on and on, failure after failure for 3 whole years. Still she didn't pass. But eventually On her 960th attempt, a full four years after she took her first test, Ms. Cha did pass her driving exam and finally got her license. Along the way, she heard the word no 959 times. Most of us don't like to hear the word no once. 959 times she heard no, you didn't pass. But there's important nuance in that statement. What she heard was, no, you didn't pass this time. She didn't hear, you can't ever get your driver's license, you're not cut out for this. She understood what no meant in that situation, and she stayed persistent and eventually achieved what she set out to do and got her driver's license at the very, very young age of 73. Welcome to Modern Sales a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and salespeople looking to have more and better conversations with your perfect clients. You'll get a healthy scoop of psychology, behavioral economics, and sales studies to help you create win-win relationships. I'm your host, Liston Witherall, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Modern Sales. Today's episode, I want to talk about objections and the meaning of the word no. Because I think that what's underpinning all of our negative feelings about receiving objections is mistaking an objection for a rejection. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today. No can feel like a door in the face, especially if you're doing any degree of prospecting. You're going to hear people telling you no over and over and over again. It is a fact of life. Any degree of no or even a negative response generally, it can feel like an outright rejection. And of course, rejection is part of selling anything. If you're serious about serving others, there will be times when people just don't want your service. That's okay. Our goal is to serve, not sell. And part of service is understanding who can I help. Rejection is part of doing anything important and worthwhile. That's because our bold, ambitious ideas upset the status quo. Whatever is going on today for us or for other people, it could be better. It could be improved. And that's why we sell. We can deliver a better tomorrow to our clients, but that also means something really, really scary, outright frightening, making a shake in our boots needs to happen. And that's change. But what most of us never ask is, when someone's resistant to change, when we hear an objection from them, when we hear a negative sentiment, what do people mean when they say no? When we hear no, it can mean many, many different things. I went on Merriam-Webster's dictionary, and it lists eight definitions of the adverb no, which doesn't even count all the many other meanings of the word no. No. And definition number three really sums it up. It says, quote, Not so, used to express negation, dissent, denial, or refusal. End quote. Notice two of the words used in that definition dissent and refusal. Now, dissent means to differ in opinion, while refusal means unwilling to accept. That, my friends, is a gigantic difference. And when we think about overcoming objections, where many of us start is to think, how can I have the perfect can response to disarm this person of any negative sentiment that they're expressing, tell them why they're wrong, and tell them why I'm right. But we're skipping ahead when we do that. Because the hardest part of overcoming objections is to accept this truth. Language is really nuanced. And when people say no or express disapproval, it's often not an outright rejection. In fact, it's usually not an outright rejection. And more importantly, it is not a personal rejection. But many of us take the word no as a personal rejection. And we dig our heels into survival mode because we suddenly snap into this fight or flight position. And often, of course, what we do is fight. We turn it into an argument rather than a discussion. We turn it into a transaction, thinking things like, I'll tell you why you need to buy from me, rather than, I'm sure that I can serve you. And here's the important point. The word no is typically not a personal rejection. And the best way to deal with it is to understand what our clients mean when they tell us no. Here you are in a selling situation where you heard the word no what should you do? Well, we've already established two things. The word no can mean many different things. and outright rejection is only one of the possibilities. That's the first thing we know. The second thing we know is there's very little chance that it is a personal rejection. So what we have to do is find out what the word no means when we hear it. Now, I want to take a step back here. You may not hear the word no expressly said, But when I say the word objections, what I'm referring to are negative statements that we hear from our clients that we feel may jeopardize the sale moving forward. And so what is for sure and what is guaranteed is that the only way to figure out what is meant by the word no is to engage in conversation. Gong.io, G-O-N-G.io is a website with no affiliation to me but they make a conversational analysis software for sales teams. And after analyzing 67,000 sales conversations, what they found was that the most successful salespeople treated objections and negative sentiment as an opportunity to better understand the client. The nature of those conversations was a back-and-forth dialogue as if the objection was not a hiccup at all. On the other hand, what they found was that less successful salespeople did the exact opposite. They would dig into their position and they would launch into monologues defending themselves and their companies, trying to disprove the objection that they received. And what that creates is an immediate adversarial relationship between you and your client. You are trying to prove them wrong. They, of course, don't want to feel wrong. You now have moved into transactional mode, forcibly imposing your will on them in the back of your mind thinking, you're going to buy this shit. And what they're thinking is, I suddenly don't trust this person as much. So here's what you need to do instead. You have two tasks. Number one, understand. And two, engage in conversation. Here's how to go about that. I'm going to go over three ways that you can understand the meaning of the word no when you hear it and also successfully address objections rather than overcome them. Because when we say overcome objections, there's an embedded assumption there. And that is, all objections should be overcome. And if our goal is to serve, not sell, that's not the case. Sometimes... Objections are legitimate, and we should collaboratively with our client decide to walk away from the deal, now or completely. But in many cases, objections are the result of a misunderstanding or misalignment of expectations. And so, the three things you need to do, accept, understand, and anticipate. So, number one, accept. Now, our default position is to defend We've worked really hard. We got to know this client, especially if you have big, large, high ticket sales, high five figures, six figures, seven, even eight figures. Those deals are going to take a long time. I've talked before about the physics of the sale here, and it's really simple. The more expensive and the more complex, the longer your sales cycle on average. And so if you're two or three months in and all of a sudden you hear something that comes across as an objection, a negative sentiment from your client, it's natural to feel frustration. You've put in a lot of time to get to this point. You've sent documents. You've responded to emails and questions. You've talked to multiple stakeholders. You've been willing, from your point of view, to jump through certain hoops to make this happen. Just to get to this point is an accomplishment. So... When you hear a negative sentiment expressed, it's totally natural to feel frustration, maybe even to feel some annoyance or even anger, and to dig in and defend your position. But you have to avoid that. Because what you're essentially doing is you're telling them, you're wrong, I'm right, here's why. And I would contend that selling has absolutely nothing to do with being right. It's about serving and it's about reaching an agreement, right and wrong aren't as important here. And the question I would ask you is, is it more important to be right or is it more important to get the deal? I will always err on the side of getting the deal. So number one, accept that objections aren't about you at all. And even more than that, objections are not a personal rejection of you or even a personal reflection of you in any way at all. So you have to accept that. So once you accept that, we can move on to number two, and that is to understand. And by understand, what I mean is we have to dig into the word no to understand where this person is coming from. There's a wonderful book that I mentioned on this podcast before. It's called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And that author's name is Voss, V-O-S-S. And Chris is a former FBI negotiator, hostage negotiator. And he now teaches negotiation to people who want to become better at negotiation. And this is a direct excerpt from the book. He says, when someone tells you no, you need to rethink the word in one of its alternative and much more real meanings. And so he's gone to the trouble of defining what does it mean when he hears the word no? And these are the definitions or the possibilities that he lays out in the book. Number one, I'm not yet ready to agree. Number two, you are making me feel uncomfortable. Number three, I don't understand. Number four, I don't think I can afford it. Number five, I want something else. Number six, I need more information. Number seven, I want to talk it over with someone else. Now notice none of these are an outright rejection of you, and none of them say, no, I never want to talk to you again, please get lost. In last week's episode, I talked about demonstrating leadership in the sale. And part of demonstrating leadership is being able to lead the conversation when a negative sentiment arises and lead it to a place where both parties can constructively have a conversation that surfaces all of the hidden and maybe even subconscious meanings of the language that we're using and the sentiments that we're expressing. So in order to understand when you hear an objection, no, we can't afford that. No, I don't think that'll help. No, it's not the right time. Instead of accepting those at face value, what I would recommend is that you ask open-ended and follow-up questions to better understand What does this really mean? What do they mean when they say, no, we don't need this? Do they mean I'm not yet ready to agree? Do they mean I don't understand? Do they mean now's a really bad time for us to talk about this? Do they mean I need more information? That's what we want to get to. Because each of those meanings of no, we can address in conversation with an exchange of information. And so part of understanding is to realign the team. You and your client are essentially operating as a team to work collaboratively to solve their problems and to deliver a solution that will do it in a timely manner with a high value return. And so taking stock once again of why you're both here, why you're even engaged in this conversation in the first place can act as a mechanism to realign the team. So number one, you have to accept that this is not about you. And number two, our goal is to understand. So we ask open-ended questions and follow-up questions to better understand what's happening. And if that at all gets sidetracked or becomes the least bit adversarial, it's time to realign the team. So number one, accept. Number two, understand. And number three, anticipate. Given your experience, take some time to anticipate the likely objections you'll hear from your client. Before you get on the phone with them, before you make an offer, before you reach the negotiation phase, assuming you've been doing this for a while, there are lots of different scenarios that you can anticipate. And very likely, there are red flags or yellow cards (laughs) in, in the soccer metaphor, right? There are indicators that there may be an objection that arises at some point. And so given your experience, take stock of what those indicators are, take stock of who this client is and what objections clients like them are likely to have, and anticipate that those objections are going to come up. If you can identify them, there's a pretty good chance that they're on your client's mind. And what I would recommend is being proactive about addressing them. If you can proactively address an objection before it comes up, no one has a chance to move into defensive mode, which is good. We're a team, right? We're aligning the team. And you, as the leader of this process, are showing leadership and saying, hey, here are some obstacles or speed bumps that have come up in the past. What do you think about those? And you have a chance to have a totally disarming conversation about potential hiccups. And so by anticipating these objections, you're facilitating a much more productive conversation with your client, and you're giving them an invitation to have an open and honest conversation with you. So just to recap here, when it comes to overcoming objections It's really about arriving at the real meaning of no. It can mean lots of different things. And the most helpful way to think about the meaning of the word no is it could mean I differ in opinion from you or I'm unwilling to accept this. One is an outright rejection. The other is we haven't reached alignment yet. And there are three things you should do along the way in order to better address objections. Number one, accept that objections are not about you at all and they are certainly not a rejection. Number two, understand what is meant when you hear the objection. There are many different meanings of the word no. And number three, anticipate so that in the future you can address objections proactively. That's today's episode of the Liston.io show. I wanted to thank you so much for being here If you're getting anything out of this podcast, please do take the time to go to iTunes and leave a review. It will help me get the word out to more people. And if you know anyone who would benefit from this episode, go ahead and hit share in the app you're using, and you should be able to send it to anybody that you know in your contact list or tweet it out or share it on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever social network you use. Any sharing would be greatly appreciated. The last thing I wanted to tell you today is there are some changes coming to the Liston.io show. They are for the better. The quality is ramping up significantly, and the format of this feed will change slightly. I will be talking to you more about that next week, so stay tuned for those changes, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Bye.